Beautiful stories make the world go around. So does saving a life. I've been so happy to see a lot of online feedback from people who are signing up at dkms.org after finding out about it through this show. Register today to donate to a blood cancer patient who needs you to give them a second chance at life. You'll receive a swab kit in the mail. You swab your cheeks, send the samples back, and you're good to go. Just think, if you become a donor, both you and the patient you save will surely have one hell of a beautiful story to tell. Register today at dkms.org slash beautiful, that's B-E-A-U-T-I-F-U-L, or text STORIES to 50555 for more information. Message and data rates may apply and all that good stuff, but get out there and do it. It's a really good thing. Thanks to Magoosh for sponsoring today's episode. Magoosh's online test prep is the easiest way to prep for the GRE, GMAT, LSAT, SAT, ACT, TOEFL, which I know... I now know how to pronounce or praxis. Magoosh offers top quality lesson videos and practice questions at an affordable price. Taking tests is hard. These guys can help. Go to magoosh.com. That's M-A-G-O-O-S-H.com right now to get 20% off with code BEAUTIFUL at checkout. Hello, noodle bodies. Hello, alien brains. All the people out there with them noodle bodies are going to love this call. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. If you're, uh, if you're 24 or above, you remember what it was like being 23? Remember what it's like, idealistic, confused, young, processing the world, seeing things for the first time, love, life. You're going to hear all that in this call. And you're also going to hear how a tired 36-year-old man at the end of a long day reacts to a 23-year-old. Enjoy this episode of Beautiful Anonymous. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hello? Uh-oh. Oh? I don't think this person Hello? can hear me. Hello? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. That was a choppy oh, beginning. Good. That was a real choppy beginning. <laughs> I had my headphones in. Oh, well, I'm glad we, uh, we, we I'll tell you, we were about... Two seconds away from hanging up on you. Oh, no. It was real choppy. That would have been bad. Got to come out of the gate strong. Can you hear me right now? Yeah, I can hear you. I hear you <laughs> crystal clear. Crystal clear. Oh, great. So what's going on? Uh, so how's it going? How's it going? Um, I was at work. Oh. Yeah, how's it going for you? It's okay. I had one of those days where I was really busy and forgot to eat. So that's how it's going. I just ate a couple hard-boiled eggs oh, from Seven yeah. Eleven. It's gross. Wait, for real? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the meal? Yeah, I was yeah, in a real right. rush. I was in a real rush. I ate a couple hard-boiled eggs from 7-Eleven. It was gross. I'm not saying I'm proud of it. That's, I like that. That's a unique meal. Thanks. So anyway, what do you got? Yeah. How was work? Um, I was at work, and then I saw the tweet, so I called. And now I'm sitting outside of my work. Oh, nice. 
talking to you. Yeah. So wait, are you still at work or are you just wrapped up the work day? Well, I kind of can just, I've worked for eight hours so I can leave if I want. So I just kind of left. Oh, that's nice. That's convenient. You just slip out. You don't have to say goodbye to anybody. <laughs> well, I'll probably go back after this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just keep working on stuff, but you like, yeah. you like your job? I do. I, um, I'm a graphic designer and I listen to podcasts like all day. So I listen to your podcast a lot. Oh, nice. Thanks. And, uh, yeah, I was listening to like some Morrissey today and I thought of your podcast. Oh, <laughs> nice. We talk about Morrissey. Yeah. Morrissey's my dude. Yeah. What, what were you listening to? Oh, like I know it's over. Oh, that's my song. You know, I have that's, one of the, that's my fave right now. I have the lyrics. I have one of the lyrics tattooed on my bicep. What you do? Which one? It takes strength to be gentle and kind. Oh, classic. Of course, from the... That's like, uh, I love that. In context, the lyric would be, It's so easy to laugh, it's so easy to hate. It takes strength <laughs> to be gentle and kind. Oh, it's so, it's so, it's, ooh, ooh. I He's love, so right. He is. That's a beautiful sentiment, <laughs> and I have it on my body permanently. I feel like that song, I like that song on The Queen is Dead, but I love it on the live album. Rank, you ever listen to the live version of that? I haven't, but I should. Yeah, you should. You take that tip from your old boy, Gethard. <laughs> no, I was listening to um, the part where he's like, if you're so blah, 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 all these different things, why are you if alone tonight? So and every funny. time I'm just like, oh, you have to call me out like that? Why are you on your own tonight? <laughs> and if you're so clever, yeah. why on your own tonight? I know, because tonight it's just like... Any other night, that's why you're on your own tonight. <laughs> your triumphs and your charms, why aren't they in each other's arms? Great song, is my point. So wait, he's calling you out. He's I'm calling glad you out. I'm to sing that. That was great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I tell you, usually we do these in the morning, and now we're at the in the late afternoon when I'm already run ragged. It's 5.30 p.m. my time when we're recording this, and you can see the cracks mentally when I'm like at the end of a day instead of the beginning. Uh-huh. So wait, why is Yeah, it... you sound a little hoarse. Thank you so much. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> no, I'll take it. It's been a long day. So wait, you said he's calling you out for being lonely, huh? Yeah, he like just really, he just really goes in. You're like, oh, great. All right. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Those are like, I like feel like it actually genuinely affects my mood because I listen to music all day because I have like a job where I'm kind of just doing stuff by myself. And I like my favorite music is moody music. I get that. And then I'm just like, all right, I've been listening to like Morrissey all day. So I mean, I'm going to warn you right now. I'm going to warn you right now. I'm not uh-huh. going to be the one to stop talking about Morrissey. If you want to talk about something besides <laughs> Morrissey, you got to stop bringing up Morrissey because I'll go, we can go deep. Um, let's talk about, oh man, I, my, I have a lot of things I love to talk about. What do you think it, I could talk about my new music obsession. Okay. Besides Morrissey. I, have you ever heard of Mitski? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I just discovered Mitski recently and like, Listening to her album, I've just been like, I just, you know, like when you find really good music and you just like want to do more stuff, like you just want to do more art yeah, and you want to like best. create your own because you're so inspired by it. That's how I've been feeling lately. I feel like music. That's like what I listen to 24 seven. I feel like I like a lot of different types of art, but I feel like music tends to be the one that has that effect on me the most office, most often rather. 
Like music yeah, is the one yeah, where like, I got to sure. get like, up, get off the couch, do something right now. I just heard that song. Yeah, exactly. Because it like really moves you like in a really like, I don't know. I totally get what you're saying. Do you like actually, you play music, right? Do you? I don't, talk about that. I don't play music. I am the singer in a Smith's cover mm. band. It's not, I don't <laughs> okay. play Can't music, Morrissey, but I'm a big fan of music. And my <laughs> wife is a musician and many of my friends are musicians. And I feel like I am a part of the, uh, the DIY music scene here in New York tangentially. Gotcha. Well, yeah. Cause I, I feel like I do most kinds of art, but I've never been able to do music, but it's like one of the things I love the most just cause like I, it was too hard. I get that. What's Mitski's new album called? The the first one was called like Bury Me at Makeout Creek, right? Yes, which is so amazing. It's like the best album I've ever heard. Wow. That's Her new cool. one's called Puberty 2. Puberty 2, that's right. Yeah. I knew it had a title I liked. That's a rad title. I haven't heard it yet. I've been behind on my music. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. I recommend. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Are you writing it down? Are you like scribbling on your notes? No, I'm, you I'm, 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 well, I'm acquainted with Mitski. I'm acquainted with Mitski. We have mutual friends. Gotcha, gotcha. I think Mitski was supposed to be on okay. the same record label as me for a minute, but then it didn't uh, pan out. I have, oh, no, no way. I have no idea why. I have no idea why. All right. Maybe we should talk about something else because I'm just going to fangirl about her like the whole time. Yeah. I'm, you, t- you, you take me where you want to go. You take, I'm, I'm, you're the captain of the ship here, okay? I'm the captain of the ship. Um, well... I don't know what, what, uh, I've been thinking a lot lately about, I guess the thing that's been on my mind most lately is like relationships and stuff, but I feel like that's what a lot of people think about all the time. Right. That's okay. Though. Um, can't apologize for that, but I just, yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I, I usually like date people. I've been in this new city for a while and I haven't dated anyone for a while and I'm starting to feel like I have like that super millennial like fear of commitment thing where like you freak out like you have like this like visceral reaction to like any kind of commitment and I just think it's really interesting I don't I can't feel like I can't figure out if it's like generational or if like everyone experiences it like in the entire world yeah I mean I'm uh I'm not I don't think I qualify as millennial I think I was of a prior generation Uh but I remember that feeling I feel like I oscillated. My only mm. two options were total fear of commitment or overzealously in love. Those were my two switches. Either the most isolating <laughs> That's loneliness. Exactly how I am. Yeah, isolating loneliness or um, mm-hmm. passion bordering on the obsessive and creepy. Well, that's what it is. I take it too seriously. How so? So. I'm either like, I'll just go back and forth where like, I take it so seriously where like, I'm just all about like this person or like, but then it like flips where I'm like, I literally can't even be around you. Cause I'm just like, so like overwhelmed by how much I feel, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, and it just turns into this thing where I'm like, I can't be in a relationship at all. It's too much. What's your most recent relationship? But, give me a story here. Give me a, give me a story here. What's your uh, most recent relationship? What happened? <laughs> Um, my last, my most recent relationship had like an end date the whole time. Cause I was about to move. Mm. Um, but it ended in like a really awkward way that kind of freaked me out where like I got, I got feelings unexpectedly and I think he pretended to have feelings kind of so that he could have someone around or something. 
So when I left, I just, he stopped talking to me completely. And it was just like really weird because I thought I didn't care, I guess. But I don't know. I think it's something that happens to a lot of people. It's like the ghosting era. Yeah. Yeah, that ghosting stuff seems tough. Yeah, and I mean, I can't act like I wouldn't ghost somebody because I feel like it's just like not, it's, you get to feel good about yourself still. Yeah, you use the apps. But You're on the Tinder? <laughs> you use the Tinder? Yeah, I did it for a while and um, dated this really crazy guy. And then I stopped. Crazy how? He like how? stalked me. Wait, shocked you like, like electrically or? Yeah, this is actually a really good story. No, stalked. Stalked. Oh, I thought you said shocked. Like he used to like shock, <laughs> shock you for sexual pleasure, which is a thing. There's a thing called the know. violet wand. Don't ask me how I know about it. Just Google it. Just Google it. <laughs> oh my God. I will Google it. The violet wand. I didn't know anything wand. about this. Yeah, and the taze after <laughs> That sounds so intriguing. Like, I'm going to oh, look yeah. into that. Not oh, that I want to yeah. do it, but never heard of that before. Hey, look, I'm a married man, but I, I, I know my freaky shit. The violet <laughs> wand. You violet wand every once in a while. I don't, I hate, don't put any words in my mouth, lady. Don't put any words in my mouth. I've never actually used a violet wand. I'm just quite intrigued by it. <laughs> like, the next time you Google your name, there's going to be like, the main headline's going to be like, uses the violet wand. You think so? You know there was a like stretch a room where I'm starting now. There was a stretch where if you googled my name, one of the things that came up in the task bar was Chris Gethard's suicide. <laughs> that was a thing that just oh no popped up if you googled me. Anyway, this guy stalked you. How did he stalk you? So we hung out a couple times, and then he adds me on LinkedIn. Do you know you know LinkedIn for business people? Yeah, he's trying to hire you. It sounds like. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I like text him. I was like, this is funny. Why'd you have me on LinkedIn? He's like, oh, because I want to keep our relationship professional. And I said, what? And he goes, I just don't want to see each other anymore. So I was like, that was a super weird way to do that, but that's fine. Wow. And I just decided not to talk to him anymore, obviously. But after that, I guess he changed his mind and would like threaten to come by my apartment. And like, I'm trying to think of what else happened. One time, like called me like 20 times in a row one night whoa and then like after all this crazy stuff happened like they didn't contact me for a while and then just sent me a totally normal text like want to go out to dinner and i was just like no so wait this guy calls you 20 times in a night how do you here because here's the thing I, I I had a stalker. I, I had a stalker once, but it wasn't romantic. It was comedic. I was being stalked by a fan of, oh. of my comedy. It was a very wow. dark situation. But I feel like this is a thing you've had to deal with. What is it like when you realize you're being stalked? Like, what are the emotions that go through your head when it dawns on you this is getting this is now past a point of norm mm-hmm. of normalcy? This is not normal heartbreak. Well, it's something I think about a lot because. I don't know. I feel like just women in general, like they just get looked at more and like get unsolicited comments more mm-hmm. and get followed more. So like, it's already something that's sort of like a weird thing in the back of your mind. And like when you do dating apps and stuff, you're kind of in the back of your mind, like hope this person doesn't murder me kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, you already have this like built in fear. Right. So I, it almost seems normal where it's just like, Oh, this is something I have to deal with now. And wow. you kind of like, I don't know. I just kind of like acted like it was funny, I guess, but it was like definitely scary. Like I had to be like, I'm going to call the cops if you come over. Wow. Yeah. So you didn't actually call the cops. Oh, sorry. Sorry. So where do you think the second I said that he was like, Oh, whoa, sorry. 
<laughs> so you think he just didn't realize how uh, how creepy he was getting? I think maybe the first time he didn't, but like when you call someone twenty times, it's like you have to realize. Yeah, I don't think I've ever called anybody twenty times in a night. I don't think I've gotten there. I don't think I have either. Like I don't know why I would. So you, I think you might have just been like drunk, like blacked out drunk, possibly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you uh, run into him? Have you run into him like, since then? No, but like he knows where I live. I know where he lives. Like, and it's pretty close to me. So, like, whenever I go in that area, I'm just like, hope I don't see this guy. Like, I don't know. I don't like fear for my life or anything, but I just think it would be weird. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, like, that was like pretty much the last time I did that. Cause it just, it was too much. It sucks. People, people are, people are crazy out there. I don't know. You never know who you're, what you're going to get. It was weird too. Cause he seemed totally normal. So I'm like, I guess I'm not as good of a judge of character as I thought I was. Yeah. Those are the real scary ones. Yeah. I mean, I, I've always thought I was really good at reading people and like, no, I don't think I am anymore. I think, I'm not trying to, it's not a pissing contest. I think my stalking story was worse. I had a scary, I had a real scary I, I bet it was. You want to hear about you it? You want to talk about it? Or like, is it something that freaks you out? Yeah, I do want to hear about it. Yeah, I was doing, let's see, it's many, many, many years ago, probably 2002. I was taking a class at the UCB Theater in New York. Sketch writing class taught by Ian Roberts, like one of my main idols in comedy or influence. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy who showed up in the class, and almost everybody in the class I knew. It was real, real small. UCB was real small back then. And there's this one guy who was like maybe five foot one, and he had a beard down past his knees, and he wore sunglasses inside, real long hair. And I was like, oh, this dude looks kind of odd. He's, this could be cool, you know, open-minded guy. Yeah. And it was a sketch class, and he read a sketch about Santa Claus eating a small dog's stomach and, and uh, drinking the blood out of it. <gasps> And I was like, everyone was like shocked into silence, oh and then I just started laughing. I was just like, on there, he goes, he goes, here's my sketch, and he reads it off a piece of paper. He goes, here's my sketch. Santa Claus comes down the chimney. He <laughs> sees the milk and cookies. He says, I want milk and cookies on my blood. So he picks up the dog, and he chews out his stomach, and he drinks his blood. And everyone was silent, and I was just like, ah, ha, ha. I was like <laughs> laughing. It was the funniest thing I ever heard. Guy followed me around for about six weeks after that. He told me he used to write erotic fiction on the internet. He said, I recently published a story where a girl gave head to a gun and then blew her brains out with it. Started coming to every oh show I did in New York City, waiting for me after the shows. Would always be like, you have to come back to my hostel. I have to show you something in my hostel. And I was like, no, I definitely do not need to see anything in the hostel. I definitely don't. And it got really dark, really dark. I called my mom. I was like, if, if anything happens to me, it's this dude. Um, and then, <sighs> yeah, like there was one show where I did, there was one show where like a character handed out roses to all the other people on stage and I threw my rose into the crowd and they found him crawling around the ground after the show looking for my rose. Got really nuts. Oh. Yeah. And then he disappeared and then I, uh, I was terrified. I was really terrified. And then, and then I Googled his name years later to see if I could find anything. And it turned out he had also stalked, uh, Chuck Palahniuk, the author of Fight Club. Oh my God! So it's like a thing he did. I was in good company though. I felt like I was at least. It made me feel hip. Definitely it made me definitely feel hip. Be included in, amongst the greats. I, yeah. 
that's seriously like that's definitely like a person who grouped with i don't i feel like you would have such mixed emotions about that right like it's terrifying but you also feel like sorry for them yeah who in like would, a weird way who would you want to share a stalker with if you had to choose one person to have a oh. mutual stalker stalking you both who would you feel best about <laughs> um wow that's like there's so many people out there it's true I don't know. This is you can't just spring it on me. I have to think about it. Well, let's think about it you now. Have one. Let's think about it now. <laughs> who would make me feel coolest? I'm trying to think of like who I love. Who would make me feel cool? Yeah, who would it make you feel? I like, feel like a lot of the people. Um. I'm gonna say Pharrell. Who I think is just cool out there. I'd feel really cool <laughs> if I had the same stalker as Pharrell. If Pharrell filed a restraining yes. order against someone, and I also had to file a restraining order against them, and they viewed me in the same light as they viewed Pharrell, <laughs> Pharrell and I yeah, would finally Pharrell's have something like... in common. Wait, who? Then Pharrell and I, we'd have one thing in common. What would it be? Your hat. Our shared stalker. And then Pharrell would know me, oh, I and he would finally answer my calls, and Pharrell <laughs> would realize that I am the one for him. Imagine if this was all my way of telling you that I was stalking Pharrell. Just watching Pharrell. Never mind. <laughs> I think he's pretty great. I also thought you meant you had one thing in common already, which is like you had a crazy hat collection just like him. No, 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 no. I think Pharrell and I don't have much in common, except we both like Nardwar. Do you know Nardwar? You ever watch those videos, Nardwar? Nardwar's great. I don't. I don't know what that is. Look it up. It's great. All right, I will. So that stalker, was that the I still st- don't know who I would share. That's okay. That stalker. I feel like you'd want to share a stalker with someone really talented, right? So that they'd have, like, you'd be like, oh, I'm also really talented. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love Tom York of Radiohead. What if I had, like, the same stalker as Tom York? That's a great answer. Great answer. <laughs> Pan-oceanic stalker. Someone stalking people on both sides of the pond. A very ambitious stalker you're describing. Exactly. And they'd be like, it would because we both had, like, crazy dance moves. It would have nothing to do with anything else. Yeah. Let me go ahead and ask you something. What are we, what are we talking about today? What are we talking about? What are we... What do you really got to tell me here? Because you called for a reason. We're on the phone uh, for a reason. I don't believe in coincidence. You're on the phone <laughs> with me for a reason. You got something to say. You got a platform to the world. And I don't think this is what you want to say with your platform to the world. Just talking about Pharrell and Tom York. So what are we talking about here, me and you? <laughs> Do you think most people call about specific things? I guess they kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hold up. We're going to take a pause. And I'll tell you what. Listener at home, you might be saying, this one's really chit-chatty. This one's really slow, taking their time, soft. What am I hanging in here for? Well, I'll tell you what you're hanging in here for. We come back, I lose it. And I'm not so proud of my behavior for the rest of this call. But I am very proud of the many sponsors that help make this show happen. You've been listening to this show for even half an episode. You've probably heard me talk about the fact that I go to therapy. I'm a big proponent of it. I'm, I'm over in Edinburgh right now doing my, uh, my new hour of comedy all about therapy, and I like it, and I think therapy can and should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. And that's exactly what Talkspace is. Only with Talkspace do you get unlimited messaging to your dedicated licensed therapist for just $32 a week. 
Join over 300,000 users who already know that with Talkspace, you can text, audio message, or video message your therapist as many times as you want without having to wait a week for your next appointment. You get it done right then when you want to, because with Talkspace, your therapist is right in your pocket or on your computer. And now you can even schedule a live video session with your therapist right from your smartphone. Visit Talkspace.com beautiful for a $30 discount off your first month or download the Talkspace app on the Apple or Android app store and use coupon code beautiful. Talkspace, it's therapy for how we live today. I'm a big fan of services that help you define your own life on your own terms at your own pace. I like that. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Stitch Fix, stitchfix.com. It's an online personal styling service with real actual stylists. They handpick clothing for you based on your taste, your budget, your lifestyle, your schedule. It's a really great personal shopping service for busy, overscheduled women. Stitch Fix finds clothes you'll love, delivers them to your door so you don't have to shop. It's for busy women who want to look and feel great but don't want to spend all their spare time shopping. They deliver your style straight to your doorstep. It doesn't cost anything to sign up. You pay a $20 personal styling fee for each fix, but... That's deducted from your order if you decide to keep even one item. You also get 25% off your order if you keep all five items in your fix. And shipping and returns are free. And, and they know how busy you are over at Stitch Fix. So they give you a free prepaid mailer if you want to return anything. You get five hand-selected items in each fix. They create head-to-toe looks. There's an array of apparel. I'm talking pants, tops, outerwear, dresses, skirts, shoes. Everything you need and brands you know and love. Trina Turk, Free People, Tom's Joy, and Dolce Vita, as well as exclusive stuff you can't get anywhere else. Trendy pieces, seasonal pieces. Fill out your style profile. They help you fix it up. They get everything going for you. You put in your budget. They send clothes to your house. It is awesome. Sign up. Want to give Stitch Fix a try right now? Sign up at stitchfix.com. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X.com. Signing up is free, and you can schedule your first fix whenever you like. Much like a hard-boiled egg you buy from 7-Eleven, you're about to hear me lose my freshness. Let's get back to the call. What are we talking about here? You tell me what we're talking about. I sense, I I, sense greatness. I sense impending greatness out of this phone call. Well, I don't know if it'll be greatness, but yeah, I guess what I was talking about earlier, I'm just really interested in like, the past couple days, I've just been very like, I've been thinking about love and relationships. Just, like, how people are so, like, centered on it and how people go to, like, tarot readers and, like, astrologers, like, just to figure out if they're going to find love and all that stuff. When I think you just kind of decide. But, like, we still put so much, like, weight on it, I guess. Mm -hmm. There's a conundrum here, which is your... You're critiquing the idea that we put too much faith on love and relationships, and in doing so, you yourself are putting a lot of pressure on love and relationships. Yeah, because I think I do I do that without realizing it. So I'm trying to unlearn that because I just like remember talking to like my dad and being like, "Well, what do you do when you just stop feeling the same way?" And he's like, "You don't. It's not about your feeling. You just choose." Wow. Which sounded really depressing to me. Are your parents divorced? No, like they're in love. So I don't really know what he was talking. He's just a very <laughs> rational person. He's like, I choose to love this person. Is your father just an emotionless is, man? I'm, I wouldn't call myself super. <laughs> He's not emotionless, but I wouldn't say he 
he really is in touch with his emotions. Like it's something that he doesn't understand. Like it's a part of himself that he doesn't understand as much as his rational yeah. self. Hey, how old are you? Because there are people who how lead more with just like, this makes sense. I'm 23. 23. Oh, so you're fresh out of college. Yeah. You went to school for graphic design? <laughs> you went to school for art? Yeah, I did. And you liked it? It's paying off? You got a job? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I, yeah, I keep not wanting to say stuff because I don't want to be too specific about my life, but yeah, okay. that is basically it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Everything yeah, sounds pretty I, I great. I moved to like a bigger city. I was in a small town. And here I am. Okay. What was that small town like? <laughs> um. Well, I guess I'm not like from a small town, but I was. I went to school in a small town, like for college, mm-hmm. and there was nothing to do, so people just drank all the time, and it was like a really weird, like tiny microcosm of the rest of the world where you knew every single person, and like just strange things happened because there, I don't know, because there was nothing else to do. So leaving that and having all this stuff to do was awesome. Like, I just feel like I'm totally different already. What do you mean? What do I mean? Yeah, when you say you feel totally different already. Um, I feel like I can be by myself more and like, I can like spend more time doing things I actually want to do. I'm like thinking about going back to school and I don't know. I feel like before I just was always doing stuff and like never just stopping to think about anything. That's cool. You're happier now? Uh, probably the same. <laughs> Honestly. Do you have any... Uh, do you have everything's any, different. Do you have any questions from the perspective of a 23-year-old lady? Do you have any questions for a 36-year-old man? <laughs> uh, were you like super confused near my age? About what you like about life? Yeah, I was terrifically depressed. Um, huh. Yeah, terrifically depressed. I was probably when I was twenty-three. Let's see, I'd just gone into therapy for the first time. I was probably dealing with the side effects of a lot of antidepressants and antipsychotics. Um, it was pretty bad, but I also was doing a lot of comedy and very excited about that. My day job was I worked at a magazine okay. about ghosts in New Jersey. That was really rad. <laughs> that yeah. was really rad. I, when I was 23, I would have killed to have your life at 23. New job in a cool city, new town, big city life, new job, <laughs> degree paying off. I would have paid for that. Good. I would have paid money for that. <laughs> I don't know anything about you. Yeah. I, <laughs> new job looking for love in a big city, 23. That's like every, uh, I feel like that's every sitcom from the 60s. So what do I, what do you want to know? What do you want to know? I want to teach you about real life. I want to break down real life to a kid. You're a kid in my eyes. You're a child to me. You're a child to me. <laughs> that makes me feel, yeah. I have like a fear of getting older. So like being told that I'm young makes me feel like super calm. I'm 36. Because I'm always like, my life is passing me by. You're 23 <laughs> years old, and I'm 36 years old. I feel old. And then there's people listening to this going, 36 ain't old. Why don't you pipe down? 23. You get the yeah, no, I don't, 
I don't even think 36 is old. I just, it's just a thing I have with my own age, if yeah. that makes sense. You, you're four years away from entering yeah. your athletic prime. You know, they say the athletic prime is 27 and 28. <gasps> really? So if you get really into Good a sport, know. if you get really into a sport and dedicate it to yourself right now for four years, you'll hit your pride. You'll hit your prime. You'll be in full stride. You'll crush that sport. Um, okay, I guess I better start working out. Yeah, you better Good start working out. You better start working out. <laughs> I have out. like this, I have like this thing where like, I always read online that like your brain stops developing when you're 25. So I'm like, I have to be like an ideal version of myself by then or else that like my brain's not going to grow anymore. Brain will grow. <laughs> Is that crazy? Uh, yeah, I would tell you. I was not the idea. I feel like I was not the ideal version of myself until roughly 18 months ago. Roughly 18 months until ago. Until roughly? Maybe eight, really? 18 months ago. Yeah, I didn't feel like a... But you now feel like you are? No, I don't, I don't have my shit together. I'm doing better <laughs> than I ever have, but I don't have my shit together. You're not going to fix everything in your life by the time you're 25. I'm giving you the tough love. Here's the rest of our call is me giving you tough love. Yeah, I need this. I need this. Yeah, yeah. Everything's for fine. Real. You're 23. You're young. You're full of life. You're <laughs> looking for love. Cool job. Big city. Stop stressing out. You don't need to solve all your problems by your 25. You don't even need to, to stop. You, how are you going to solve your problems? You need to just start creating more trouble in your life. You need to make more mistakes. You don't even have anything <laughs> to fix when you're 23. You don't even have any problems to fix. You're 23 years old. You got to make you're a bunch right. of mistakes. You need to wind up in some questionable circumstances. You need to do some ill-advised <laughs> drugs in creepy places. That's my advice for you. And there's no legal repercussions to that. There's no legal repercussions to that. All right. That's what I'm going to do. What's that's the, my plan. That's my life plan. What, what's the most you've ever felt alive? What's the most you've ever really lived? Like the one moment? What's the stretch of life where you or feel like, like that was me at my most alive? Oh, maybe now. Maybe right actually. now. Right now on this phone call. This yeah. is what you're most alive. No, not this phone call. Right but like now. This, this, uh, this time of my life. Because I'm like actually just like doing everything on my own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like just like just doing it. I'm just out here doing it. So I like that. But Drawing pictures. Yeah, but also drawing pictures. Just, like, Making websites. <laughs> is that what you is that? Well, I don't really I don't really do that. Kind of like that. What do you do? Close, close enough. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, I'll just go off the rails. That's that's a good advice. Good life advice. You gotta go off the rails. Nobody's life starts <laughs> until they're rebuilding. You have to have a stretch where you're rebuilding from a complete and total decimation of your foundation. That's my advice. Is you gotta crash and burn. All right. You know what they say? You know what they say? They say forest fires are actually really good and natural uh-huh. because forest fires they clear out all the brush and then new things can grow. And I think you need your life to become a train wreck so you can regrow it. That's what I think. I just gotta mess everything up. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> Everyone does. I just have like normal stress about normal life though. So you think I should just have like extreme stress? What's over, norm- like terrible life? What's normal stress about normal life? What's that entail? I don't know. I feel like I always just am like feel like there's something else I should be doing or like I always just it's like a time thing. Like I, I'm like not using my time to the fullest, like Maybe this isn't what I should be doing in my life. Like maybe I should be doing more. Like, am I wasting this day? It ties into just like feeling like I 
I'm getting older quickly or something. You're 23? I know, and it happened so fast. You're 23. <laughs> You're not getting older. You're not getting older. I mean, in the technical <laughs> definition, sure, you're getting older every moment you're alive. But you're not old. I can't sit here and listen to a 23-year-old talk about being old. I got to step up. Am I giving you a life crisis? You're giving you Yes. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're 23. You say you're scared of getting old. You got about 15 years before you're old. It's a personal fear. It's not me calling you old. It's just a personal fear for, my, for myself. I know I'm old. I can see in the mirror. No, you're not. You're not. These bags have, under like, my eyes. Okay, like you're older than me. Put my hair up. I put my hair up oh, in no. the front so I can convince myself my hairline's not receding. <laughs> Oh my God. Give me a nervous breakdown. I'm eating 7 Eleven eggs and pie on a subway platform in New York City, <laughs> running from one appointment to the next in the dim hope that maybe I'll finally have some sort of See, momentum I'm that sorry. feels lasting. And then I get on the phone minutes later with a 23 year old says she feels old. I'm eating 7 Eleven eggs. Give me a meltdown. My anxiety just transfers you. I just wish, I just wish, uh, I, I tell you what, I tell you for real, I tell you for real, because we're having fun, and I'm, you're, okay. you're making me scream, but you're laughing, and I don't think you're offended, and I think you know I'm having fun, but I will tell no. you this. I, I know it's ridiculous. My yeah. number one regret, my number one regret in life is I wasted so much fucking time when I was young stressing about bullshit. It's my number one regret in life. Okay. Stressed so much. That actually makes a lot of sense because I feel like I stress about bullshit all the time, yeah. I wish I had more fun. I wish I had more fun when I, I was 22. You do? I wish I like went out, yeah, partied, course. slept with tons of people, took <laughs> more road trips, took more road trips. You said you can see that? Nobody was looking at nobody was looking to sleep around with me. Nobody's looking around to sleep. Nobody's looking to sleep around with me now or when I was twenty three. There's a brief window around two thousand. There's a brief window around two thousand twelve where I slept around a little bit. It was fun, but I like being married a lot better. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta. That's the way life is. I think so. Oh, wait, why are you? Why didn't you party? Why? What were you doing? Just I sitting was around? Petrified and scared of everything Aww. and everyone, and I hated Aww. myself. And I was filled with self doubt and insecurity because I got a big giant head. I look like a fucking bobblehead doll that got melted up towards Aww. the hairline. I, all, I lived no, in New Jersey. I lived in fucking New Jersey, which I love New Jersey. Big shout out to Jersey people, but I'm hanging out in the city. I'm a kid living in Jersey, just fucking lonely. I got this roommate, and we got thin walls, and he just has sex with his girlfriend like nine times a day. And I'm sitting in my room lonely, just hearing them have sex like animals, and it sounds so fun. Oh, my God. And then I'm here. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, we're, we're mid-rant. There's going to be more rant we come back. I want to apologize to my roommate um, who back in the day had a lot of angry sex. But you know what? He was very passionate, just like I'm passionate about the many sponsors who allow Beautiful Anonymous to happen. Check them out. There's got to be a better way to mail and ship stuff because Lord knows the post office, it takes too much time. And you get one of those postage meters. They're real expensive. Turns out, there is a better way. It's called Stamps.com. With Stamps.com, you can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package right from your desk. 
using your computer, your printer, the things you're comfortable with in your own home. You get a, you get special postage discounts too, things you can't even find at the post office. That's awesome right there. Get on that. Plus, stamps.com, it's more powerful than a postage meter at just a fraction of the cost. You save at least 50% compared to a postage meter and you avoid those nerve-wracking trips to the post office. I use stamps.com. You know, I got to ship stuff all the time. I remember those days when we used to make t-shirts for the Chris Gethard show. I used to mail them out personally. I'd show up at the post office. People would hate me. It was horrible. Right now, sign up for stamps.com. Use my promo code beautiful for this special offer. Four-week trial, $110 bonus offer, including postage and a digital scale. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in beautiful. That's stamps.com. Enter beautiful. Oh, wait, what's, what's that, listener? Oh, you haven't had enough of me having a mini meltdown and yelling at a 23-year-old girl for very few reasons. Oh, great. Well, guess what? Uh, you're in luck. Let's get back to the call. I got this roommate, and we got thin walls, and he just has sex with his girlfriend like nine times a day. And I'm sitting in my room lonely, just hearing them have sex like animals, and it sounds so fun. And then I'm here. Every, every, every eight and a half months, I sleep with my ex-girlfriend. And that doesn't do oh anybody do anybody any good. And then I'm yeah, sitting not good. Yeah, stress. Yeah, and then I'm sitting here stressing out. I could. I wish I just went out and had more fun. I'm, just getting to be, I'm sorry that I'm bringing back all these things in your life. Yeah, I'm you, so sorry. Well, I'll tell you what. You're triggering. You're triggering a meltdown. Like, <laughs> this whole episode has turned into you triggering a meltdown. I need to like have a me. more positive presence because I'm just like really no, I vibing just, down this whole conversation. No, no, you're not vibing down anything. It's that you called up and you were like, <laughs> "Let's chit chat," and then we're chit chatting, and I'm getting this sense that you got a pretty good life and you don't really want to share too much about it but uh, you got stalked a little bit that's interesting but by and large you're like I'm 23 and I'm young and I'm living in this new city and I'm looking for love but also I'm stressed out I just wish we allowed ourselves to be young and free I just don't know what you want me to say I don't want you to say anything just want you to be honest (laughs) with me and yourself wow I'm just, I don't know. I'm just talking, man. I hear I'm so that. sorry that you uh, had that freak out, though. I did. I had a real bad freak out. I had a real meltdown. You no, know, I have, I have like the same freak out, though. I have like the, I have like a weird, like crazy noodle body. So, like, when you were talking about your, like, uh, <laughs> bobblehead what is problem, that? I was like, oh, I relate to that. What the hell is a crazy noodle body? <laughs> What's a crazy noodle body entail? I'm just like long and skinny. I look like I'm just a bunch of noodles, just like noodling around. How tall are you? I am six one. You're six one. You know, yeah. You just described yourself as having a crazy noodle body. Wow. <laughs> Never heard that phrase before. I like that. Yeah, I'm just I'm just So wait. Just a tall person. You got real skinny arms and legs then? Like noodle what kind of noodles? Oh yeah, just like just like a bunch of noodles. Like pad like a like an angel hair noodle. Oh an angel hair. That's the skinniest of all the noodles. I'm telling you. That's bad. I just noodle around. Noodle around. That's bad. <laughs> I had a lot. I had so much. I, I, I tell you, I I have, I, I, I had and still have to some degree real feelings of uh, misery every time I look in the mirror. I don't like it. Oh. Six one though. I, yeah, I, I get that. I think a lot of people have that. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. This, this body shame we all live with. 
You got the noodle body. I got the melon head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has that thing. So you you can only date tall guys, I, huh? Do you date the short guys? Yeah, but I'll, a lot of the time they'll, they'll be like a little bit shorter, which I think is kind of cute. So you like a guy who's just slightly shorter? Yeah, like I probably just because that's what I usually do. So now I think it's cute. Like now that time yeah. has passed, but like, yeah, it's like cute to me. But I just feel like we look cute walking around with me being a little bit taller. I'm only five seven though. You couldn't date me. It would look it would look comical. It would look like C3PO and R2D2 no. walking through the desert. I don't even have like shorter friends really. Like I I have like tall friends. Like I just feel like <laughs> weird when people are so far below me. You cut the short people out of your life. Yeah, it's like what do you? They're just so far away, and I feel like it makes me look like a giant when I walk around with them. How 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 young were you when you got six one? Because don't ladies sometimes just like become their full height in like fourth grade? Oh yeah, I mean I was always really tall, but probably like the end of high school. You were like the, I grew throughout high school. You were the tallest. You were the tallest girl in high school. Yeah, like my whole life, I always have been. Always... And my my parents are normal height, so I was always like way taller than my dad. Whoa. That's cool. That gives you the yeah. upper hand. That gives you the upper hand when he tries to uh, get mad at you. <laughs> My brother is like a giant too, though. I don't know what happened. Were they always trying to get you to play volleyball and basketball? No, they never put me in any sports, which is why I never played sports. Wow. So I never used it for anything. Wow. I just am tall for no reason. Yeah. I want to hear more. So no- I didn't want to play sports. I like danced. You danced. What kind of dance? I did like every kind of dance. I did like ballet with the point shoes. I did jazz and tap and all this stuff for years, but I was always bad, but I loved it. <laughs> You're always bad at it. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, I was terrible. I'm just so awkward and long. You got the noodle body. How else? I like that you found one word that encapsulates you. What else? What are some other individual words that sum you up? Noodle body. That's one way to sum you up. What's another word that can sum you up? <laughs> Uh, just weird. I don't know. Weird. Okay. What else? What else? I want specifics. Weird how. Weird uh, how. You tell me how it's weird, and we're going to come up with a word as good as noodle body for your type of weird. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. We got this. I feel like I just like, I just feel like I look at things in a weird way. Like I just experience the world in a weird way. Mm-hmm. And I have to like filter everything I'm making into making it sound like a normal person said it. Uh-huh, Maybe uh-huh. like an alien brain. I would put it that way. Alien brain, noodle body, alien brain. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Noodle yeah. body, yeah. alien yep, that's brain. That's me. That's me. Uh huh. Okay. Yep. Okay. Tell me another quality about yourself, and we're gonna find a very specific phrase to encapsulate it. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, this is so hard. It's not that hard. I don't know. It's not that hard. I don't know. I don't know. I like I like analyze everybody around me, but like not myself as much. Okay, you do. So you're, so like, oh, you're, you're putting the. I'm analytical. Uh-huh. I'm and very emotional. Let's put it that way. So I feel like I have like a huge baby. Emotional, <laughs> huge baby. So noodle brain. Yeah, alien. huge baby. Okay, you're a noodle body, alien brain, baby feelings. Uh, yes, baby feelings. Okay, that's it. Noodle that's, body, alien brain, baby feelings. Okay, what else? I want this whole thing to yeah. just become a series of <laughs> I words. I can't do this anymore. You can. Believe in yourself. I'm getting believe stop in talking me. about myself so much. 
Well, why'd you call this? <laughs> Did you just say I'm getting stressed out talking about myself so much? Yeah. This is the whole thing sure. about this. You gotta, why'd you call? You gotta talk. I don't know. I'm sorry. Don't Stop apologize. yelling at me. No, I know. I'm yelling too much. I'm, <laughs> I'm having fun. I don't care. No, I am too. That's, I'm fine with it. Good. Yeah. I might yell at you some more just for yeah. my own amusement and the amusement of the listener. That's okay. That's fine. Noodle body, uh, alien brain, baby feelings. You want to yell at me? Maybe you can yeah, yell at I, me. I think about this. Wait, wait, what? I've yelled at you a bunch. Why don't you yell at me? Why don't you tell me how you're feeling? And you can, you know, you don't need to be polite. I'm not a, I, I'm like, I'm not an angry person. I don't experience anger. You don't really. experience anger? Except for like in really short bursts. Like whenever I feel angry, I'm like furious and it like, it's all I can focus on. Like I can't even speak or like move, but then it's just like gone. Like a minute later. What if we just do and it like an exercise? What if we just like that? That's first of all an amazing quality. I wish I had that because anger sits in my gut and sees sometimes literally for years. I'm envious and jealous, and that's a really positive quality that you don't yell. Uh, that you don't have. Oh, a, a I, well, but it doesn't turn into just like I'm fine. It turns into like I'm I'm super sad about this. Oh, you internalize now, it now. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's why I don't like anger because like you you have to externalize it and then like put it on other people and then they think you're like a weird angry person, which I don't want people to see me that way. Hmm, I get that, but it's also healthy to express your anger. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. In my opinion. Yeah. Well, I always have like this. Yeah. Yeah. True. You know, like when you're like you're like emotional, so like you get mad about stuff that doesn't matter, though. So like, I never know if it's like worth talking about. It's the same like you're talking about like being a jealous person. Like I'm definitely a jealous person too. But like, if you just talked about every time you were jealous, people would be like, "That person's crazy jealous." Mm-hmm. So you just gotta like chill and just like deal with it. So you try to just play it cool. You try to keep it behind the keep it behind closed doors. You don't like be you don't like to let people see. You keep the poker face. Yeah, because I don't know. I think it might be like a female thing too, where people just make you seem crazy if you like are too emotional. Yeah, I so get I want that. to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually like have a hard time like being close to like dudes because they can't. They don't really talk about a lot of them. Don't talk about their emotions that much, and whenever I do, I feel like they get really like uncomfortable. So I'm just like, all right, I can't do this. Like all of my male friends are like very emotional men. Yeah, I'm a notoriously emotional man. I cry all the time. Yeah, because I feel like that's a huge part of life. Like if you don't talk about how you feel about stuff, then like, what are you talking about? Well, I'll tell you what, you said... Like your passions and everything. You said you had an alien brain. You said you have to filter things so you seem human. You said you don't like venting your emotions because you think people will judge you. But this is anonymous. So what's going on in that weird alien brain? No one will judge you. I want to know. What's the unfiltered look at the truth, Noodle Body? What's the unfiltered feelings of Noodle Body? What's my feelings? About what? About anything. About life. What is the stuff you keep behind closed doors that people wouldn't believe you're thinking? What's the unfiltered raw (laughs) look inside the alien brain of Noodle Body? I don't know. I, I I don't know. I just wish like everyone was just more like 
out for themselves all the time, even though I'm like, I feel like I'm also very out for myself and like more transparent about everything. Like I, all the time, I wish I could just say exactly what I want to say, but I always have to like make it sound like I don't care that much. But like, it's not a big deal. Like what? Like what type of and thing so do you think out, and not say? What type of thing do you think and not say? I want an example. I want a specific okay. example, noodle body. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, That's well, just like, your nickname. Just like, I'm not being a dick. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Like I, I, a lot of the times, like if I'm really hurt by someone, like I feel like I can like, write about it or draw about it but I can't really tell them and like here's a good example I hate to bring this up again because I feel weird about it but like the guy I was talking about before who like disappeared like messaged me a couple days ago and it made me feel upset because I was like don't talk to me like you're not in my life anymore but I felt like I couldn't be like fuck you you know what I mean so I just had to like act normal about it and then go home and like make some like art and then feel better <laughs> so you said fuck you through some art rather than say it do you wish you said it yeah, do you wish exactly. you could just do you wish you could just be like fuck off do you wish you said it um no because then it seems like i care but you do care oh yeah so why is but i it... feel like i care more than i should hmm. does that make sense it does, but it seems so. I counterproductive. Yeah. I don't. So I, I want to like. I want to present myself the way I want to present myself to so the world, art. even if it's not like the most real. So you you put up a facade to the world, and then your art is where the alien brain shines through. Yeah, definitely. What's the What's the crazy? <laughs> what's, so what's a piece of art? What's a describe a piece of art that you've made that uh, that puts the emotions um, on the surface. Lately, I've been doing a lot of stuff about, like, like the body. And it's kind of like what I was talking about before, where, like, I feel like I am just, like, viewed all the time. Like, women are just, like, watched more. And then I also just have this discomfort with, like, the way I look and, like, my strange limbs and everything. So I'll kind of, like, draw, like, myself very elongated and, like, with very, like, sharp edges. Um, I really like... Egon Shile, he's like my favorite artist and he does a similar thing where he just draws these like distorted portraits of himself and it like kind of gets across his emotional state, I guess. That sounds cool. So I'll basically draw like how I feel from the outside, I guess. But you never express it. So you say you wish you could express it, but you also explicitly don't want to express it verbally. Your art does express it. I wish it was it. normal to express it. Yeah, I wish you could just say whatever you wanted and however you felt. And people would be like, yeah, that's, that's normal. But like most people are like, whoa, you're crazy. Can we, let's do a thing. Can we do a thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like your, your crazy ex-girlfriend or like that crazy girl. He's always mad. Like it's totally like a, a thing that people do. I want to try it. I want to try a thing right now. Uh -huh. Let's pretend I'm some guy who ghosted you. And now you got me on the phone. <laughs> And it's okay. you don't get you don't get to hold back. You don't get to go draw some art. I pieced out. What do you if what do you want to say? Say it to me. All the things you want to say that you hold back on, say it to me right now. Let's be real about it. I would Let's get say, raw. I would say I think you should 
think more about the way you think about other people and whether you see them as real people or just things to make you feel comfortable. And especially how you think about women, because they're not just like a thing that you can consume to like have an emotional connection with something. What if I was like, what if I was like, you're overreacting, stop with the feminist bullshit. (laughs) What if I said that? I would, first of all, I'd say, fuck you. You would, but you wouldn't say (laughs) it like that. How would you, how would you say it? You wouldn't say it like that. If I was like, you're overreacting, stop with the feminist bullshit. How would you really react? We're role playing now. Improv. I'm an improv master. No more, um, no more. I would say you and I are just going to play characters and improvise. I want to okay, hear okay, you okay. unleash. Yeah. So I go, stop. You're overreacting. Stop with the feminist bullshit. Uh, how am I overreacting? Because you're telling you're telling me we didn't. I I didn't feel like dating anymore, and you're saying it's now this whole thing where I don't respect women at all. That's you just paint everything with wide brushed bullshit. Oh, because I knew I didn't want to keep dating because I moved, but you just like didn't even want to talk to me anymore. Like the second you left, so that to me that's like I don't exist anymore. Well, look, it's not like we were super, because you're not, not getting what you want from me. Well, I mean, it's not like we were super tight before we dated. Why do we have to be friends now? Uh, we, I mean, we don't. I don't want to be friends with somebody who doesn't want to be friends with me. But I just think that this shows like the way that you see people. As Listen, not actual people. I'm focused on... Because if you actually care about someone and see them as a person, you want to keep them around after spending so much time with them. Yeah, but I'm, I think forward. I'm thinking for. I'm not trying to live in the past. I'm trying to make my music. I'm trying to make my music. I'm trying to... <laughs> trying to I'm trying to spread word on what I got here. I don't have time for feelings <laughs> and people. And maybe you shouldn't be so sensitive. Okay. Honestly, if someone talked to me like this, I would just be like, okay, I don't want you around anyway. Yeah. But what most people do is they, tr- they like do the half truth thing where they're like, no, like I do care. I just like, okay. Okay. I just like, I don't know. I just don't know what I think. Okay. Like, let's reset I'm just busy. it. Like, let's reset it. I'll do that. I'll yeah. be that guy. I'll be that guy. And you can vent on that. I'll be like, listen, it's just like, I'm just not, it's like, I think you're cool and great. It's just like, I'm, I kind of don't have my head together enough right now to date you. It's just like on me, like, it's kind of don't have my shit together. You don't, you don't want to get entangled up with me. I don't have my stuff together. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Like, can we still be friends? Like we were when we were together though. Like, cause we were definitely like friends. Like we still talked. I guess I just feel like it would be unfair to you. Like, I don't want to send any mixed signals. I don't want to send any mixed signals. It would just be kind of like unfair to you for me to keep like dragging you in and out of my bullshit. Uh, whatever. This whole thing is making me realize I don't even want to talk to this person. Look at that. Look at <laughs> this that. is like how I felt six months ago when it happened and I just don't care anymore. Yeah, I think that's how breakups go, right? Yeah, like, I really don't care anymore. It was one of those things where it just happened, like, and I was like, why do I have to deal with this again? You know? Yeah. But if, but it would have been cool to be like, just fuck you instead of being nice about it. I hope you do that sometimes. I hope, I hope, I hope there are times in your future where somebody says something that pisses you off and you go, fuck you. I hope that happens. I think you'd feel good about that. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. You, you know you're allowed to do that, right? I am, but I feel like 
it's so reactionary, right? Yeah, but it's reacting. Reacting, of course, is reactionary. Why are you? <laughs> True. You don't like being. I only go back. You don't like being a loose cannon. You don't like being. Uh, you like being measured. You don't like being off the rails. Yeah, I think it's because like I used to be that way. Like growing up, like I just had no control over my feelings and would just be crazy all the time. Really? Like when I was way younger, and then I was just like, "Whoa, you gotta stop doing that." But maybe I just need to find a happy medium. When you say way younger, you mean like nineteen? Like no, <laughs> like when I was a kid and like a teenager, like I just would be upset about things that didn't make sense and just freak out about it, like because to me it felt so real and like hurtful, but it was like just a normal thing of life usually. Yeah. Which I mean, that's like an angsty teenager life, but. That's also just how I am, kind of, because that's how I am internally. So I have to, like, decide if how I feel is, like, appropriate before I just say, fuck you, because sometimes it's not. I get that. My emotions very often guide me to some ill-advised overreactions, (laughs) and I have to think pretty hard about it. My shrink has worked very hard with me. Yeah, I want to... Yeah, I want to make other people, like, happy and, like, feel good. I don't want to make people feel like shit. Because, like, also, like, who am I to judge? Like, I, I do shitty things, too. So who am I to tell people off and tell them that they suck? And be like, fuck you. Feels good sometimes, though. I'm not perfect though. either. Feels good every once in a while. <laughs> I've said fuck you I to some people. I always feel mad at myself later when I do it. But, really? Yeah. I've gotten, I've yeah. said fuck you to a few people. Usually people I'm playing basketball against. I think I'm going to, uh, I think I'm going to, I'll take that advice. I hope. Uh, In maybe, my life. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe it'll turn into something. <laughs> who knows? We got five minutes left. How are you feeling? I feel good. I feel nervous because I feel like I need to go back to work. But I get that. That's about it. I'm like standing under a bridge right now in the rain. Wow, it's like an emo. Yeah. It's like, it's like a very emo moment. It's like something from a movie. Dude, yeah, I'm so emo. That's why. I'm just naturally emo. Rain, rain under a bridge. You could be you could be screaming yes. "fuck you" on the phone. No one would even hear it. What's the loudest? There are people around. I, I'm, I'm not gonna do that. What's the loudest you've ever Wait, what? told? What's the loudest you've ever told someone else? Fuck you. I've yelled it before, or something similar, at least. Okay. Uh, I used to like. I used to fight with my college roommate all the time. We would just like scream at each other, but that's like before I just learned to be a normal person and not scream at people. Normal. I don't like this word normal. And she would just get under my skin. To quote You're Morrissey. Right, actually, I kind of don't to, be, either. to quote Morrissey, who we yeah. were quoting earlier. There is no such thing in life as normal. There is no such thing in life as normal. You're so wise. I'm not very wise. I just got to talk about something. But Morrissey was. Yeah, Morrissey's the best. Morrissey's wise. Very much. You should make like a, like a life advice book like with this Morrissey quotes. Oh, you could so easily just be like, let's go quote for quote. What's your favorite yeah. Morrissey quote? Let's go favorite Morrissey quotes. Oh my God. Uh, I can your start. Your tattoo is one of my favorites. Yeah. I'm not as much of a super fan as you. Like I don't, I'm not like, I know the whole catalog. I'm trying to think. Here's one of my favorites. Don't rake up my mistakes. Oh. I know exactly what they are. What do you do? I love that. Oh yeah. Like that one. That's like that. Uh, that's like that Nico song, the one uh, these days. You know that song? Yeah, I know these days by Nico. At the end, it's like don't, 
Sorry, what? I said yes, I know that song. Oh yeah, sing it, sing it. Um, I don't know that one as encyclopedic. You were about to bring up that line. Um, These days I think a lot about the things along the way that I forgot to do. That's a pretty good Nico right there. Yes. Um, The line I was thinking of, though, was at the end, she's like, don't confront me with my failures. I have not forgotten. I have not forgotten. Which is kind of like that Morrissey lyric. Uh Uh-huh. I like that. Yeah. I like One that. Of my favorite song. I like that. I thought we were doing Morrissey quotes, though, and you expanded it to Nico. What's your favorite Mitski yes, quote? What's yes. your favorite Mitski quote? Mitski? Oh my gosh. I love the one that's like, uh, wild women don't get the blues, but lately I've been crying like a tall child. So good. I like that. Here's another one of my favorite Morrissey yeah, quotes. I relate. When you want to live, how do okay. you start? Where do you go? Who do you need to know? Who, who, who? <laughs> I like that one. It's true. It's so true. What's your, uh, give me another favorite music You know what's book. a good lyric when you're just like. What? What'd you say? What's the good lyric? A good lyric? You just said, you know what's a good lyric uh, when you. Sorry, I, I can't hear anymore. Um, what's a good lyric? Are you still there? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, were you asking me? I thought you were going to give me one. It's your turn. I just gave you one. Oh, you want me to give you one? Yeah, that's how it works. Okay. You go back and forth. That's how <laughs> it works. Can hear you. Um, yeah, just get out all your anger. Just yell at me. Uh, oh, I love this Jenny Lewis quote. What is it? It's Oh, she says, uh, being lonely is a habit, like smoking and doing drugs. So I quit them both. But man, was it rough. So good. Okay, here's Do another like Jenny one. Lewis. Jenny Lewis, great. Here's another one by Morrissey. Here's another one by uh, a guy who's known as Morrissey. Um, He's going to keep doing Morrissey? <laughs> yeah. I don't mind. Yes. I don't mind if you forget me. After all my something, I never left an impression on anyone. We got 45 seconds. Repeat after me. All right. You repeat after me. I okay. love my noodle body. Got it. I love my noodle body. I love my alien brain. I love my alien brain. And I love Morrissey more than I love Mitski. I can't do it. I love Mitski so much. You love Morrissey more. <laughs> I don't know. Why am I? Morrissey I, rocks, though. I don't know why I'm behaving this way. <laughs> What's one Morrissey quote to sum up the end of this phone call? I feel like this is on you since you're the Morrissey super fan. There's a club if you'd like to go. You may meet somebody who really loves you. So you go and you stand on your own, and you leave on your own, and you go home, and you cry and you want to die. Perfect. Love it. Sometimes you hear the callers flip out, and this time you got to hear me flip out. And I hope that didn't come off totally poorly i really enjoyed our caller she seemed like a very nice sweet person i think i just uh i remember i remember being 23 and i remember letting myself get so frustrated and letting myself get scared and letting myself kind of clam up and not express my feelings and i regret it and i will say that i feel like as a as a person on my end of the phone i failed i couldn't get i couldn't get that caller to open up as much as i wanted to and that's on me. That was not the pinnacle of this podcast. I don't think that was the pinnacle. I don't think me or my noodle-bodied friend would say that, but happy to let you guys hear me scream and yell a little bit. 
I was venting the frustrations that maybe our caller was holding on the inside. And uh, that happens sometimes. Sometimes I lose it. Every once in a while I lose it. I back up from the mic. I start yelling. I get frustrated. I get frustrated. I've been. I've been Noodle Body. I've had an alien brain. I think I summoned my alien brain during the course of that phone call. Thank you, caller, for calling. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Greta Cohn. Thank you, John Delore. I remember being a young man who stressed out often about the pressure of standardized tests and tests of all kinds. That's why I'm so happy to tell you today's episode is brought to you by Magoosh, online test prep for the GRE, GMAT, LSAT, SAT, ACT, and what a helpful listener has informed me is pronounced TOEFL as well as Praxis. It can be hard to find the time and money to prepare for standardized tests. Magoosh offers a better solution, affordable, effective test prep, 100% online. You can log in anytime, anywhere on your computer, tablet, or phone on your terms. You study when you want, where you want. Magoosh's complete test prep starts at under $100. They guarantee you'll improve your score or they'll give you your money back. Go to magoosh.com right now. That's M-A-G-O-O-S-H.com. Get 20% off with code BEAUTIFUL at checkout. Now you might you might be thinking about coming back or maybe not coming back to this podcast, but I'm going to tease you. I'm going to give you a little bit. Here's what you might hear next time. What about you, Chris? Has anyone has anyone asked you what's up? What's up with you? What's what's your story? What's your poop story? Oh, I mean, dude, if you want to go if you want to go poop story for poop story, I have like a hundred of them. All right, well let's see uh, let's see what you got, and I definitely have one lined up that I can think of. Okay, so I mean, this is going to be dueling poop stories. I could, I, I just heard a lot of our classier listeners turn off. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous. I'm Trayvon Free. I'm Mike Drucker. You are now in the room where it's happening. Where we geek out about the best musical of all time. Hamilton. Hamilton. We'll be talking about the lyrics, the history, the production, and we've got some amazing guests. We have actress Kristen Chenoweth. I'm for you, and I'm sorry you shot him. Comedian John Hodgman. I ran home, and I said to my wife and two children, you have to listen to this. Hamilton cast member Jasmine Cephas Jones. Yo, this is amazing. <laughs> Subscribe right now, and you'll never miss an episode. Join us in the room where it's happening. Everybody! This has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.com.